interview episode by talking about a really family-friendly topic, which is Dream Daddy. Of course, the most family-friendly. Exactly. So, um, can you just tell me which which is your favorite daddy? <laughs> <laughs> See, I I I was a little caught between the oh, I can't remember their names now. It's been so me long. Neither. I remember Robert because I was very upset that I couldn't get anywhere with Robert. And um I don't remember any of them. Uh, Robert's like the bad boy. Oh, I remember him. Okay. Honestly, when I played, we weren't calling them by their names. We were calling them by what Overwatch character they looked like. <laughs> because they all look like an Overwatch character. Like, if you look at it, it looks like Reaper, Soldier, Lucio, McCree. The closest one the redhead comes to is Reinhardt. Is that the one with the beard? The yeah. beard daddy? I do yeah. remember beard daddy. So we weren't calling them by like their actual names. I was like, well, the one that looks like this person. Oh my god. So the only thing I remember, because like, it's been a long time since I played Dream Daddy, is I remember them talking about Ska. And like, yes. like no dad, that's nerdy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait. Am I Dream Daddy's age? Oh my god. Oh my god. But Dream Daddy is a daddy. <laughs> I'm not a daddy, therefore. I can't be daddy age. Am I daddy age? And I look down and I have New Balance on. And I'm oh, just no. Like, oh no. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel you. Alright, so now that we've talked about the daddies, what, what other really family-friendly topics could we talk about? Oh, wait, let's talk about your stream. Jin is a streamer, and you should totally follow them. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Scott's been trying to get me to plug for months. But I guess I'm I'm finally getting somewhere. So, you know, if you guys like to watch people struggle to play video games, I'm Phantom Quill on Twitch. Yeah, so the joke's on Scott. Like, Scott wants you to... <laughs> <laughs> to plug to plug the the podcast on the stream and i'm just like no we're gonna go opposite <laughs> we're gonna plug the stream <laughs> on the podcast he's gonna listen to this and be very angry and that's oh like, yeah <laughs> i mean let alone the fact that we've been talking for what it's been like almost three hours and he hasn't gotten word from us that we've started recording like we promised that we would um you know the thing is is that it was very lovely talking to you and yeah it, it was really nice to get to know you we've known each other for almost a year now and we this is the first time we've actually stopped and gotten to know each other yeah, and it, it just so happened to be not while we were recording. So guess what, yeah. listeners? You don't get to know us. Uh, <laughs> and the recording ends, and that's it. Credits roll. <laughs> it's like, that's that's it. That's like, bye, guys. <laughs> You're just going to have to die wondering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hmm. Topics to talk about. I guess we should talk about the podcast. So, because we started this podcast right when quarantine was starting. And hell, Scott and I started talking about it. God, it was like January to March of 2020 is when I said, hey, you should make a podcast. That's really funny because if it was in, you said in January? It was, it was really early on in the year. I don't know if it was all the way back in January. I think at latest it was March. Yeah, that's really funny because like shortly after that, I don't I don't know exactly what day it was, but it was one of the days I feel like 
we knew that we were probably not going to come back to school. At least I knew. I know some people were delusional at the time and were like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And I was like, no, do you see these numbers? We are definitely locking down. Yeah, I remember I'm looking at them and all the teachers are like, oh, I don't feel like H1N1. And I'm like, no, we are shutting down. <laughs> I, I like every day, everyone's like, are you sure? Are you? I'm like, no, we are like, I. Yeah, there's 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 no way that this is going to go away on its own. <laughs> Unfortunately, like we were already at the point of no return. And I came into the room. It was just like, hey, you're okay. Do you want to start a podcast? I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you yeah. play D and D? And I'm like, I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in 15 years. Like, I don't. Yeah, he t- he came to me and was like, Yeah, I uh, I-, I talked to a few of my friends who are teachers, and I've got a-, a pretty good group going. And then I was like, Hey, can I add this person? And I reintroduced him to Tommy. And honestly, it was really weird when we all did our first session because none of us knew each other from Adam. And it was like, social anxiety here. I have no idea what's about to happen. I only know Scott and Tommy. I was under the impression that you had all known each other, like including Lena. Oh yeah, no. That was not the case at all. (laughs) For a bunch of socially awkward people, I think we did a pretty good job at introducing ourselves. Um, yeah, getting to know I, each other, I guess. I mean, especially for the fact that we didn't really get to talk to each other when it wasn't. None of us really had time, you know. And it's not until recently that we're getting to do something like this, where it's like, honestly, you and Lena have fascinated me for so long that I really wanted to get to know <laughs> you guys for like forever. Uh, Tommy and I have known each other for probably about seven years now. And, uh, you know, I met Scott two years after that, but they're the only people I knew when we all started out. And I'm just about as new to D&D as you are. You know, I don't have um, a lot of know-how. I'm still really getting to know things. I I didn't know that a druid could change their spells until we all had a debate about it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even realize that was a thing until you mentioned it again. Um, that's how much I pay attention. Yeah, to be honest, you could have fooled me because I feel like the way, first of all, that you get into character as as Bambi and then also the, the flavor that you add to the character in the scene, I think, has just been really oh, amazing. You. And is like, I think one of the, the, the really like underpinnings of our podcast is definitely Bambi and and. and Thank you. Just your descriptions are so great. That's my strong suit as a writer is descriptions. Dialogue is garbage. I can't do dialogue and it's something that I struggle with. But um, if I could just describe things to people all day, like I would probably make a a whole heaping ton of money. Well, I think that's the plan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Professional podcast of describing what's around me. Let's go. (laughs) Like, okay, we're pitching this idea, guys. Okay, new podcast. Jin describes the world. <laughs> oh, this is getting really my favorite murder vibes. <laughs> the way that we bounce off each other. 
okay, so I'm in my room and I'm eating crackers. <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you do all day? <laughs> Describe <laughs> it to me. <laughs> Honestly, last night on stream, I was actually sitting there and I had, I was eating a cracker like, uh, like a squirrel. I had both hands on it and I'm just kind of munching along, listening to everybody talk around me, waiting for the game to load. And I'm just like, munch, munch, munch. And then I realized that my microphone's right there. And I was like, can you guys hear me crunching? Oh, no. And all the people who are into, like, AMSR. Wait, how do you say that? ASMR. ASMR are like, oh, yes, crunch on that. Crunch it. <laughs> My best friend is into uh, is into ASMR, and, like, he doesn't realize that it bothers me. Like, that's the only thing that activates, uh, I think the word is misophonia. He's the. It's the only thing that really gets me uncomfortable, like, audio, is people eating. Ugh, yeah. And he loves it. Ugh, yeah, I don't, I just, listen. You do you, like, if that's what makes you happy and it doesn't hurt people, go for it. But exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> like, I think the only kind of ASMR I like is keyboard clacking. I can't do that. Really? <laughs> mm No, I don't like that. It reminds me of a typewriter. I actually bought my gift to myself as a graduation present was I bought a, a nice 60% keyboard. Uh, it's the Warmier K87 is the new one, and it's very pretty. That looks very clacky. Oh, I don't know. It's not, like, nails on chalkboard, but it's, like, one step below. I get you. See, I had to write a, um, when I was writing my capstone paper, I listen to music while I write. And I had just lo-fi on just so that I wouldn't uh, get distracted by anything. But I've turned my ambient noise feature on so that I would hear just the low clicking of the mechanical keyboard in the background. And I was like, wow, I feel so intellectual. <laughs> I feel like the smartest person on the face of the planet. Oh, my God. Oh, man. So did you, was your capstone, wait, you just finished, right? So then did you do your capstone Actually, it's semester? been a month today <gasps> that I've been graduated for a month today. Yes. Now on to grad school. <laughs> there's there's a certain point of nihilism that Gen Z has really gotten to. And I'm an elder Gen Z. I consider myself part of the iGen, the micro generation between millennials and Gen Z. Because I remember the transitions a lot, where a lot of people that are younger than me don't remember that transition. So where is the transition? So It's so supposed I to be uh, millennials end at 95, and Gen Z starts at 2000, according to some sites. So that, that last five years is when the people who were kids when the iPhone came out, you know, were born. So <laughs> I remember what, what they called a Firefly phone. It was like that phone for kids where you only had like four buttons. I was like selling those at Best Buy. <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like I worked at Best Buy when I was in high school really? and for part of college. So yeah, I do remember those. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, so I, so I remember I had a friend who had a Firefly phone. We were in the, we were in the second grade. And she was the coolest person ever. And then, you know, the iPod came out and the iPod Touch and the iPad. I remember when my school got a whiteboard for the first time and then oh, smart boards. 
Yeah, we had we had chalkboards and then we had whiteboards and then we had smart boards. I remember that. I remember that transition. Whereas my brother, who's also Gen Z, but he's four years younger than me, claims to remember chalkboards where people spray painted them on walls and was using them as chalkboards. We had a um, the projectors where you put it was a clear it was a projector where you drew on the projector. We still have those. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the, we don't have those anymore because uh, we um, a, a, a lot of the schools. Have county up- upgraded to smart boards and then yeah, more recently promethean boards oh my god you're like miles ahead of us i'm I, we still have document cameras really which is what you're talking about yeah <laughs> that's what it's called i always forget we always just called it a projector and that it's yeah it's a document camera yeah i mean there's ones that are like projectors but that's what i use in my classroom really oh my god which is like I mean, it's nice because actually it's a newer one, so it also works with Chromecast, so it's not just, just oh, a, okay, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so there are still schools that are using document cameras, but a lot of schools did upgrade to, to smart boards, and I didn't even realize there was something newer than that. That makes me feel yeah. like I should look that up. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so a Promethean is like a smart board, but instead of having the board and then the camera is separate, it's got a little, like, hood where the projector is only like a foot away from the from the board and there's something different in the way that it reads touches and it doesn't have like a bunch of different markers it's like i think it's all finger or it has like one marker nobody in my high school ever used it with an actual marker we just used the whiteboard i remember when people were when when you had to you can't use a Sharpie on the whiteboard. It will not erase if you use a Sharpie. You have to use a dry erase marker. And I had teachers going, what's a dry erase marker? And my mother is a high school teacher, so I grew up watching high school teachers cope with the technology that was being introduced to my schools as well. So I'm a second grader learning what a whiteboard is and hearing my mother come home and go, yeah, they kicked me out of my classroom because uh, I got a whiteboard today. Or uh, uh, having one of my teachers use a Sharpie on the whiteboard and um, and then having my mother go, oh my God, did they came, the boards came with markers. Just use what came with it. It was really funny to me. You could actually just write with a whiteboard marker over the Sharpie. Yeah, and it helps erase it. it, yeah. I know that from last year, where the 8th graders wrote with Sharpie on my whiteboard. No. Yeah, I mean, it came out. They actually fixed it, so it was oh, like, okay, that's good. But, um, that's good. Yeah, it's, like, interesting, because I never even think about that being a change for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had whiteboards in my school, but most of elementary school, there were chalkboards. But I, And then in high school, there was mostly whiteboards. So it, it's kind of a similar thing. But. Yeah, it's a transition that not everybody, uh, what's it called? Not everybody uh, has to go through, you know, like the transition that my brother is going through is, you know, smart board to Promethean or whiteboard to smart board. But there's certain pieces of tech that he never had to use that I had to learn how to use, you know, or like younger members of Gen Z who are um, grew up with having cell phones. I had to wait till I was 13 years old to get a cell phone. And my parents made my brother wait till he was 13 years old. Then you've got, you know, a friend of mine whose little brother has literally had it in his hand since his, since they were in the grocery store when he was two and he was screaming and his mother couldn't handle it. So just handed him a phone. That's nuts. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm a parent. And I know that my students, they have phones and they need them. 
right? In some mm-hmm. in some cases, we use them in school. Mm-hmm. They take pictures of their work and then send it through our learning management system. Mm-hmm. So that's how they submit their work. But I'm just like, I'm like you. Like I was in high school when I got a phone, and it was a brick. Like there was no smartphones. It didn't yeah, exist. But like exactly. Like I, uh, I just. Does a kid really need a phone? And then, like, I don't know. That's expensive too. Like, yeah, it's something that I've had. I was having a talk with some some other people my age that it's like it didn't do us any harm not to have a phone until a certain age. It's actually doing more harm than good to give really really young kids tech. Like not not like oh your my kid can't use a computer until he's a certain no but oh, like of course yeah there's my child doesn't need a phone of his own. Is he going to be away from me for long periods of time until he's older? Is At seven years old, is he going to be away from me? If he's in my line of sight, he doesn't need a cell phone. Yeah, I mean, I just... Like, I'm of two minds, and of course I'm not at that point. I don't have kids, but... Mm-hmm. I guess, like, in some ways, there there will be times where a younger kid, a younger than 13 and 14 might need a phone for example like when i was in sixth and seventh grade i would walk with my friends to go and get food oh like, no yeah and then it, and like, in that kind of a situation it's like 100 percent. but uh i get i guess the point that we were trying to make was things like video games i had a leapfrog yeah. as a child my leapfrog entertained me for a long time even though i was i am severely adhd you know like they don't have to have things that are connected to the internet at that at that age I, I agree with you. Handheld consoles exist for a reason. You know, you don't need a cell phone unless... If, if you're going to be gonna with me... I'm going to date myself 20- right here. <laughs> no, go on. I'm, I, I'm like handheld consoles. You mean like the Tiger Electronic handheld consoles that have like one game on it? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well, well, now we've got... The, like when I was a kid, I had a Nintendo. I had it. I mean, I had a DS. Like a Nintendo... It was a Nintendo DS Lite. And I, I got it in bright pink because that's who I was at, at what was I, 10? That's okay. That's who I was at, like, 20. So. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm looking back. Like, if you were to look at my Switch, my Switch has a skin with a ghost on it. And I really want to get a PS4 skin. Uh, I was gifted a PS4, like, a hand-me-down PS4. And I'm, like, the fourth person who's owned this thing. And I want to get a... Um, a skin with a death's head moth on it because that's who I am now <laughs> then you look through your stuff and you're like when did I ever like this color what the hell <laughs> but yeah like you can you can give a kid a switch now and super mario bros is it's, it's expensive but i'm pretty sure 60 bucks a game every few months when they beat a game is a lot less expensive than paying for a phone bill every month yeah also a few few a few things to add to that microtransactions that you can't control like i'm assuming that parents like have control over whether or not their kids can just start buying things or adding i've still heard i've still heard of people who like my kid ended up buying ten thousand dollars worth of xyz because i'm very angry oh i'd be furious it's it's something that you avoid by giving them something that's not you don't have a credit card on it you don't have uh you know, there are some kids who, when they have their parents' phones that are loaded with money, and it's like, oh, I want this thing. It's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. It's like, if I, I would have been whooped. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, and then there's also the dimension of, like, 
kids on the internet on social media not realizing that when you put something out there and i'm sure some kids do realize this but like at a certain age we should honestly teach media literacy or at least internet media literacy because Mm -hmm. they're once you put certain things out there they're out there forever oh yeah it's it's uh what's it called omegle is becoming back into a trend but nobody wants to do omegle as just a chat everyone's everyone wants to do omegle with cams which is so dangerous and you've got trends on tiktok that it's like the whole my name my age my favorite color and it seems really innocuous but if you're saying like all of this information and then you include what city you're in people can track you i I, I'm, i'm paranoid about it i'm paranoid because my generation at least the people my age were taught you have to be careful with your social media because you won't get into a college if they find something bad on your social media. Well, that's a whole le- another level of ridiculous. Yeah, and now colleges are looking at social media. If you don't have a social media, that counts against you. But if you have too much of a social media, that also counts against you because they want to see that you have global literacy, global and internet literacy, but they also don't want you partying and doing drugs and drinking at 18 years old. So It's so not fair. Like, it's really it's just, not. It's like Big Brother is watching, and I see it even, like, and I don't know if it's this way, like, in the area where you grew up, but I see kids freaking out over high school acceptances, over middle school ex- acceptances, like, this extreme pressure to get into good schools starting from really, really young. Yes. And then it's like, I can't do this thing because if I do, then I won't get into this really good school. And I understand that, like, okay, it's not good to go out and party all the time. And, like, you want to, you don't want your kids to do that. But, like, there's a certain level where, like, sometimes you need to experience some things. I think a lot of times women are socialized. I mean, and this, I'm, and men are like, I think there are some men who also, have a hard time saying no so this is not this is a universal but i think in some ways that women are socialized to people please yes 100 um, you're you're you know if you are if you are a fab or are raised as a woman you are taught yes. you do not say no you say yes you make an excuse you let them off easy if somebody asks you out you don't say no i'm not interested you say oh i'm not ready you say oh i'm too busy you you don't just say no you make an excuse and it ends up part of every little part of you that you start making excuses i learned to say my mother said no uh, yeah. to the point where i still do it if i'm at my parents house and i don't want to do something i say I'll poke my head out and say, Mom, can you say the word no for me? She'll go, no. And I'm like, perfect. I'm not lying now. That's, it's like, oh, I wish, and I, I and I, I feel like my group of friends now are really good with being like, do you have the capacity for this? Or like, oh, that is so good. But it wasn't always like this. And I, I feel like we should as a society really value, and we don't, self-care. Mm-hmm. if you can't take care of yourself you can't take care of someone else and you have the right to say no i don't want to do it and i don't feel comfortable and we don't owe anyone an explanation but i get i get it because like i also often feel like i have to like explain myself anytime i don't want to do something or if yeah. i don't agree if you're, if you're looking at it from an outside point of view it's almost like weird that you have to 
make an excuse just to say, no, I don't want to go out to the club tonight. No, I don't really want to play a video game. No, I don't want you to come over to my house. It, it's You hear it from somebody else and it's like, why can't you say no? And then it happens to you and you're like, oh, I can't say no. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think we, like, as humans, we want others to like us, and so there is, like, that that also aspect of this, so it's like, oh, am I a jerk if I say no? Like, does this person really need me? But the fact is, is, like, you shouldn't have to give excuses for just needing to do your own thing. Yeah. And I struggle, I mean, I struggle with it, too. I think as I've gotten older, it's gotten easier. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's definitely took until I was, like, in my 30s. Probably. I want, you know what? I want the confidence of like a middle-aged woman. I only say this because, so (laughs) I feel like there is a certain point and certain women get to this point where they just don't give a Yes. Yes. I was once in Nice in France and I, I decided after I was done with study abroad just to like take a bus places so that I was just like at a, a hostel like randomly mm-hmm. and my I was, parents did the same thing when they were in germany like they, they just went anywhere it's amazing i love that's what i love like when you're in europe you're just like yeah i'll take a bus it'll be like i was, a few bucks I was and supposed I'll be- to do that after as a graduation gift for myself oh. like this gap i was supposed to just go to europe because i've heard all these stories and it's like no covid do, americans not allowed to go places after you gotta do it though i want to you should if you can if you can you should because it's it's a it's an excellent experience in grad school maybe you could yeah. you might be able to do a study abroad. I don't I don't know. Just, you know. But um I was hanging out with a group of people who were in the hostel and we were like in the back of it they had like a kind of a lounge bar mm-hmm. and there was this group of like forty or fifty year old women who were just there as like a group friend vacation and then they like, came in and they were just super loud and like dancing on the tables. Yeah. And we all like looked at each other and we were like, I wish I could be that confident because they look awful and they're like sloppy as hell but damn do they not give a yeah exactly it's like (laughs) my my mom and her friends my mother is not that old but she's got this confidence that she could just go out with some friends and be singing karaoke and be you know just be unapologetically themselves and it's something that i've always admired about my mom um, if I could steal anybody's confidence, though, it would be Jamie Lee Curtis's. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's quite a bit of that's quite a bit of confidence. I <laughs> like you said, older woman, and she immediately popped into my head. I was like, yes, exactly this. That is fair. Yeah, that is kind of like one of the people I would think of as like confident older, yes. older woman. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um. <laughs> It's terrible. My 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 next thought is Judy Dench, but she's very old. <laughs> yeah, but she's also she's got the mouth of a sailor and Vin Diesel taught her how to play D&D, so she she DMs for her grandkids. That's amazing. Also, she could still get it. Just oh, she can. She really can. <laughs> um um oh my god, what's her name? She plays McGonagall and her name is lost in my head. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. She's also the feisty lady from uh, yes. Downton Abbey. Yes. Uh, She's also got the confidence, you Get know. They, they both got <laughs> they 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 both got mouths of sailors. If and I think I heard a conversation between the two of them at one point, and it was like f bomb this, f bomb that, and they're both 
they are both ladies. They, I, I'm pretty sure that they have both been um, appointed titles. I, I, I'm going to say what I want to say. And if you don't like it, you could turn around and saw it off. And it's like. <laughs> That's the energy I want. Like, right? I want to gracefully enter that age where I'm just like white hair, totally just punk rock. <laughs> like, just. I want that Judy Dench energy. Yes. <laughs> You know, and it would be so great if we could all have that energy, like, now. If you could go out somewhere and somebody gives you this look and you could just be like, oh my god, mind your business. Just sass them. Literally, I'm a cosplayer and I'm also a huge dork. So I dressed up for Halloween when I had a class on Halloween day. I have a dinosaur kigurumi and I put... I I put it on, and I had my dinosaur slippers on, and I painted my face to look like a, a pair of jo- like like a, mm-hmm. a mouth, so that if I had the 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 kigu down to my mouth, it just looked like a dinosaur mouth. And I walked in, and I sat at my desk, and some chick across the room gives me this dirty look, like, "Ugh, you're so unprofessional." Meanwhile, she's sitting there in sweatpants and a crop top, uh, scrolling on Instagram during lecture. Like, why? What right do you have to judge me? And yeah, and it like she she gave me this like look, and I looked back at her, and I was like, oh oh no, I'm being judged. And then my professor came to the stand and was like, I like this, this energy, you need to keep this. Nice. That's when you raw at her, you just like, rah, yeah, rah. basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's Halloween. Relax. Exactly. And then other people started coming in in costume. I just happened to be the first person to sit down, and she gave me this like weird look, and I was like, I am comfortable, albeit hot, but I am comfortable. Yeah, I mean, ugh, ugh, I just. People gotta stop judging. And also, like, Halloween, what are you doing not in a costume? I know! (laughs) It's like not having something green on on St. Patrick's Day. It's just like, why not? What is the harm of putting on a brooch or a shirt or a pair of shoes? Yeah, it's it's also like, why are people... Okay, so why do people rain on other people's parades? From what I've experienced, it makes them feel better to, to judge other people. I had a few friends like that in high school that were like, oh, well, if we can get together and judge this one person, it's like, why? Yeah. That person's just doing their thing. If if they weird you out, then ignore them, you know? Don't, don't huddle in a corner and talk about them. I was that person a lot. Like, it's, it, it doesn't feel good. One would hope that we would be out of middle school mentality, but unfortunately, and and spoiler alert for all the listeners who are in middle school, which I'm sure there's like none, but um, guess what? Your whole life is middle school because people are trash. I, I had a conversation the other day that it's like, I had a fight with somebody and then some one of my other friends hung out with that person and... And he was like, are you mad at me? Like, I didn't, if, if, if I'm, if you're mad at me, I'm really sorry. And I was like, honey, I'm an adult. If you have a friend, I'm not going to go, oh my God, you have to pick a side. No, I'm an adult. As long as you don't put us in the same room, nothing's going to happen. If you start talking about him, I might tell you to shut up, but otherwise can handle that. But if it's just a disagreement between friends, why does anybody need to pick a side? Yeah. I mean, even with like breakups, I feel like. Uh, like at some point there first of all I think there's this mentality and it's not it's not always but sometimes there's this mentality where it's like someone has to be at fault 
and that's not always true. No, it's not always Sometimes true. Sometimes people just, good people just don't get along and they bring not great features out in each other so they sh- shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that each side, there's a side that you have to pick, but like sometimes what happens is like friend groups will even when you're in your 20s and 30s be like oh like you're talking to him yeah and it sucks you shouldn't have to pick sides like they're humans it doesn't they might be flawed but it doesn't mean that they're one side is bad and one side is good and i think it's the same for a case like this it's like you might not like that person you don't have to be you shouldn't have to be around that person but like, you also can't like, mandate everybody else in your life not to be around that person. Exactly. That's so lame. <laughs> like, I hope people get over that trash, because that's lame. That's just lame. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Because it's, 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 not, it's not fair to people who are just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Having a good time. Having a good time. <laughs> um. All right. So, we should tr- probably ask questions. I have no idea what we're going <laughs> to well um tell me about uh traveling abroad tell me oh. tell me about because you've you've mentioned it uh even, bef- <laughs> even before tonight and i've always been really curious i know you studied abroad in england uh yeah so i studied abroad twice in england i went there for like a theater trip for a month and then after that i did a semester for uh, japanese and political science While I was there, I also interned, which was really interesting for the Labor Party. Oh! So, um, which was, yeah, it was a very interesting experience because I feel like I know so much more about how the inner workings of, like, the government there works, and it's way different than the U.S. Yeah, from what I've seen. Plus, they get to yell at each other. It's like a feature of their government. Oh my god, yes! I love watching people scream at each other at Parliament. And the fact that, like, when you change your mind on an issue, you, like, actually get up and move. Yeah, you have to walk through a door. <laughs> in England, they, they literally have question time for each cabinet office, and then they also have PM questions where the other side basically gets up and is just like, you're a piece of garbage, and this is why, and, like, I hate your policies, and this is why, and, like, because there's no separation between the executive and the legislative mm-hmm. branches, like, you know who to blame. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, the other party screaming at them. And, you know, there's also cases where there's, like, coalition government, so you'd have, like, multiple parties kind of working together, but you could still blame it on them. Yeah. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg. And your social media manager, DeSombro. Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at rfedpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. This is for the New Yorkers. Listen up, New Yorkers. I'm from New Jersey, and Chicago pizza is pizza. That's... Yeah, I just, I, we have no fans anymore. I've done it. 
I love Chicago pizza. Chicago pizza is great, but go on. Yeah, I, 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 I had the first time I actually had Chicago style pizza was in Chicago. Chicago is one of my favorite cities. I love Chicago too, and Chicago pizza in Chicago is is excellent. So, where did you get your Chicago pizza? Oh God, it was like a national chain. I'm pretty sure it was. It wasn't anywhere special. Uh, we were only there for like three days because we were going to see family who live in uh, in Indiana. The only reason I asked is because like I've honestly, the only deep dish Chicago pizza I've had is Luminati's. I think that's what it's called. No. It's a chain in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was that. I had New York style pizza in New York when I went. I've only ever been to New York for, it was like a three, it was a three day trip. And we went to like this specific, uh, it was a deli, but they had pizza. And we all sat and, 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 and we're eating these humongous slices of pizza. And we're all sitting there like, wow, these are huge. Oh, man. Meanwhile, everybody's looking around us like, oh. Taurus. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I went to Indiana in October for uh, a family issue, as you remember. And um, I saw leaves falling for the first time. I saw fall for the first time. Oh, my God. That's right. Because you're, you're in, like, southern Florida. Yes. I am from Miami, born and raised uh, I have never lived anywhere else. Every time I travel, it is in the spring or in the summer. I went to Tallahassee in the fall, which you had, like, every once in a while you had an, a, a, an orange tree. But when I went up north, I, I got off the plane, which the flight from Miami to Dallas was the biggest plane I've ever been on. And the flight from Dallas to, to uh, we went, we flew directly into my mom's hometown, was the smallest plane I've ever been on of 50 people and it was the worst flight because you felt all of the turbulence yeah i don't like those little planes i've been on a few of them yeah and i got off of the plane and this the airport in this in this town is and it's an international airport because it goes to canada (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it had seven terminals and four baggage claim compared to I grew up going to MIA. Oh, wow. Okay. Which you could get lost in very, very easily. But I walked out in my mom's hometown and screamed, that's a purple tree. <laughs> that's adorable. And my mom said, yeah, that's a purple tree. And I was like, y'all ain't making that up. Autumn actually exists. And she's like, yes, autumn actually does exist. <laughs> yeah, fall is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never even thought about that. A lot of times when I think of, okay, if you live in a climate zone that's normally warm, I'm like, okay, you've probably never seen snow. But I never think of the fall, like the fact that the leaves also don't change. Yeah, the leaves don't change. Uh, it's Also, have you seen snow? Uh Okay, I was two, and when I went to New York, we went to uh, the top of the rock. It was so cold, and it was raining, so there were snow flurries. And that is the closest that I've gotten in my conscious memory to snow. I mean, it's it's, snow is terrible. (laughs) The thing about it is, like, pretty to look at, but when you have to shovel out your car... You're better off. Stay in Florida. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, trash. it's the dead of, I mean, <laughs> it's January, so we're pretty solid into winter, I would expect, right now, or at least the beginnings of spring, and uh, I've got palm trees outside the window. Yeah, no. <gasps> yeah, I mean, we're, it's not snowing here in New Jersey, but it's, like, in the 40s, but it would normally be in the 30s-ish or 20s, and, like, 
it snowed a few times. It wasn't too terrible. And I live in an apartment, so I don't have to shovel snow anymore, which is amazing. That's good. Uh, snow is trash. Anyway, back to the really important issue here. Not the stuff that we were talking about before, which was definitely very important. But <laughs> So you've had Chicago pizza and you've had New York pizza. Yes. Which one do you like better? It depends on my mood. If I want a whole mouthful of cheese and pepperoni, I'm probably going to go for a New York style pizza. But I also really like bread. I love crust. So if I'm really in the mood for especially a garlic crust, a really nice bite of deep dish pizza is like, yes, you got the garlic, you got a, a big mouth of bread, and then you've got a bunch of cheese and some and some meat. And it's like, Wow, that's gorgeous. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I mean, I I like both styles. I love pizza. <laughs> just in general this is why this is it's usually my first interview question is like is chicago pizza pizza because but mostly because new yorkers are insane and so people from new jersey are insane they they claim to be the pizza belt yeah and i don't know is does florida have okay pizza uh the pizzeria that i grew up with serves new york style pizza because they are italians from new york that that uh migrated I know, down we, south like nest everywhere <laughs> not that i'm from new york but like someone somewhere was lived in new york at some point actually many memories of my family lived in new york but that's besides the point i'm from jersey <laughs> that's I am very Jersey too, so I couldn't even like try to hide that. I don't know mm -hmm. if, if that comes off. <laughs> like if you want to know what a girl from Jersey is like, you probably just you look it up and then you see my face <laughs> in, the, in the encyclopedia. In fact, I had a friend who was starting a campaign. It was like, oh, I wanted to like name my character like the most Jersey name ever. And apparently he was going to be like, I think he was going to be like a goblin or something. I, I don't remember exactly what he, what he was going to be. And he was like, I named it North Bergen. Because when someone from that part of New Jersey says North, it's North. Oh my oh. God. <laughs> that's so funny. I was just like, yeah, that's that that checks out. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. North? North. North Bergen. Oh, no, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I've heard, the, I, um... I've studied accents for a while, which you wouldn't be able to tell because my Bambi was so bad at the beginning because I just could oh, not. I loved it. I could not get to where I wanted to be, and I feel like at the beginning it was just so bad. But um, fun fact: my mother's one of my mother's aunts has a speech impediment that makes her sound like she's either from New Jersey or New York. That's amazing. She's <laughs> never been to New Jersey or New York, but her speech impediment. She sounds like an old New Yorker who's been smoking, who smoked all her life. Like, that's what she's... She's always called my mom Toiki. Wow. Yeah. Like, oh, man. meanwhile, her older sister, my grandmother, her accent includes Warsh. What? Warsh. W-A-S-H. Warsh. What does that mean? No, like, wash. She pronounces Warsh. it Warsh. Oh, that's very Our, Midwestern. Yeah, my grandfather, he'll make fun of her. He's like, where does the president live? Washington, D.C. What do you have to do when you do laundry? You gotta wash the clothes. And he's like, you gotta do what? What? There's no R in that word. And she's like, I will beat you. I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's kind of interesting that even like an hour away, you would get a completely different accent. Yeah, well, I have the Miami accent. 
I have no idea what that means. It makes sense. Yeah, because there is a Florida accent. Because I was talking to Scott about this and I was like, well, I could try to do a Florida accent, which would be ridiculous because I'm one of the people not from Florida. <laughs> um, and he was like, kind of like, well, is there a Florida accent? And so I, I was like, there is, right? And I bet you there's multiples. Yeah, I mean, my my best friend is from, uh, he, he grew up in a small town off of, stop chewing that, that's not for you. Um, he grew up in a small town outside of Kissimmee, which Kissimmee is a small town outside of Orlando. I don't even think I would call where he's from a city, I think a township, a burg. I don't even, I, I told him that where I was from and he asked me if that was a, uh, I've never heard of that. Is that a township? And I laughed at him, uh, because I'm from and we're all, it's, we're, we're, it's, there's no separation. You just, hey, you can't eat that. That is a cord. Let it go. Please bear with us as we resolve our technical difficulties. She likes to chew on my headphones cord. Which she's almost broken it twice. Oh my goodness. But he speaks complete, and he's got a slight speech impediment that he's used a Russian. He says use like double O's. So he's blit. But his accent is slightly different from mine. Which I can, I can recognize his accent, but I can't recognize mine. Well, I think it's, it's probably harder to recognize our own accents. Right? Yeah. Is I, I, that true? I don't even know. From what I've heard, just like, I, I never realized until I was, there was somebody I was talking to who's from, uh, my, my former roommate who's from Long Island. And she was like, your accent is so weird. <laughs> what? Oh and I was like, God. are you talking about when I speak Spanish? Cause I speak Spanish like a Cuban. So that is kind of weird. She's like, no, like, you know, you say, you say things in English that are weird. I've never heard yeah. that before. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was interning in London, there was another intern who was from California, and oh, we were, no. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how it even came up. We were talking about different accents, and I was like, a lot of people, when I was in England, thought I was from New York because of my accent. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not from New York. Not that there's anything wrong with being from New York, but I'm from Jersey. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of a different accent. And she was like, well, I don't have one. And she kind of said it like that. And we kind of all looked at each other like... It's like, you sound like a valley girl, honey. Like, I don't actually have an accent. Like, I don't... Like, people from California don't have accents. <laughs> You're... Oh, and it's so okay. funny to me because the California accent is literally a cadence. It's just a cadence yeah. that a lot of people take. And it's drawing out words. And it's always been... Because it's... It's what we've always known as the Valley Girl, and it's spoken and really, it's enunciated certain letters and nasally in others, and you draw out with a little bit of a whine. Yeah. Yeah, you do that really, really well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, I'm going to side-eye you. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? And, and I think the thing is that no matter who's speaking, there's some kind of accent because you're giving stress to certain things or pronouncing certain things in yeah certain precisely like, and what and the voices that we learn are normal are is the midwest accent which everybody like if you're a news anchor that is the voice that you're trying to get you're trying to get the most neutral midwestern accent you possibly can or if you're trying to do a british accent a lot of people aim for that transatlantic accent which doesn't exist in nature it's something that's been completely manufactured people aim for it just because it sounds proper 
It sounds um, yeah. just like the, the the that Midwestern accent. I'm pretty sure there's like probably just a handful of people that have that voice naturally, and everybody else has to just train themselves to oh. I pronounce my O's differently. I need to fix my O's. I, my, if I have an A in the middle of a word, I accidentally put an R. I need to, you know, I need to change that. We aim for the most neutral accent because having an accent is almost seen as uneducated in some places. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. I mean, there's definitely classism when it comes to the way people speak. For example, if you have a Appalachian accent, mm-hmm. there's a perception that you're uneducated, whether or not you have a PhD. Yeah. Like, and it's not really fair. Yeah, just like the Valley Girl accent. People assume that, oh, you speak like that, you must be a dumb blonde. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not cool. And I think I could go on and on about <laughs> how teachers also can be elitist when they're in their classrooms. Oh, I could go on about that forever. I was a part of a magnet, so I've seen that from both sides. So, like between the students or between the teachers like elitism you have teachers who just happen to be assigned the magnet kids and suddenly they form a clique because we teach this caliber of student that's stupid it is really stupid like grow up (laughs) that is dumb it really is it's so clicky listeners the cliques never and it's just you're high school. You're always in middle school. You're, yeah, you're always <laughs> in middle school and high school for the rest of your life. And it sucks, but unless you have your own group who has transcended that, depend on being in a high school movie for the rest of your life. Yeah, so find your group <laughs> and make sure they're not jerks. They're out there. They are. It's just that there's also a lot of toxic people. So if you have toxic people in your life, get rid of them just just stop okay i probably shouldn't be giving advice to anyone please don't listen to me <laughs> but you've got a point if you have the chance distance yeah, yourself true. it's healthier and it's something that i'm having to learn yeah it's also like kind of late so I'm probably just babbling. don't worry about it i know that you need to eat so i'm gonna try to end this on a very my favorite murder style i love it what is one good thing to happen to you this week <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, first I have to remember what happened this week. <laughs> Wait, let me retrace my steps. So the last thing I remember doing is getting a beer. <laughs> and that happened about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, I really got no answer for that because I feel like the weeks and days have just melted into each other. I get you. You know, it's what is a, one good thing that happened to you? Getting a new day off. That's good. I used to have Wednesdays off, and I asked to switch that so that I could spend time with my best friend, who has one day a week that, uh, that he has off. We have been watching the Evil Dead series for the first time, and it's really good. Nice. Yeah. And actually, that does remind me of one good thing actually did happen this week. I got to hang out virtually with two of my best friends from high school that I've known for years and I haven't talked to in a while. That was really good. Coincidentally, that actually happened to me too this week. I had two people from middle school. Well, one person that I've known since preschool and another friend that that I knew in middle school that I haven't talked to since I started college. One of them saw that I graduated and congratulated me and we've been talking ever since. And the other one, I messaged him out of the blue, like, hey, I hope you're doing okay. I know this year was hard. And it's been like over a month since I messaged him. And he was like, wow, I just saw this. Like, how are you? And we've been talking all day. So that's that's something that's really nice. So definitely this week is dedicated to friendships. Yes. (laughs) That's what we were talking about this whole time. Friendships. New and old. 
Yes. Definitely new. So it was really nice talking to you. Yes. And it was really nice finally like getting to know you. We've talked for, I think it's been about five hours now. I have that effect on people and I, I'm so oh, sorry. No, I do too. I do too. <laughs> if I start talking to somebody and it's like, oh my God, wait, it's seven hours later. Didn't you say you had to do something? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> a hundred percent i i am the same way i you, you were talking about um like goodbyes and how it's really hard to say goodbye yeah one of my mother's best friends is haitian and she calls it a haitian goodbye because you know you start saying goodbye in the house and then the person walks you to the car and you say goodbye at the car and then you say goodbye through the window of the car and then you instead of like actually pulling out you you, you keep talking <laughs> yeah. and um, by the time you actually pull out of the driveway the kids are asleep in the back and it's been two hours yeah so my family calls those italian goodbyes i think it's the same kind of concept <laughs> yeah and i'm like expert level on it i can take a goodbye and turn it into like 10 hours later we're like we're like back at my house eating yeah (laughs) instead of instead of leaving i just took you with me yeah so five hours later and guess what listeners you only get to listen to like 30 minutes of it so yeah because scott's gonna cut all sorts of stuff from this since he's the one who edits the the interviews and he's gonna be very upset with us for all of our tangents but it's okay uh, it's interesting (laughs) yeah we love you scott we're sorry for our our digressing sorry I'm not sorry about Dream Daddy. No, I am not sorry about Dream Daddy. I will never be sorry about Dream Daddy. You know, Desombra, I would love to have you on my stream where we play Dream Daddy. Yes, where we play Dream (laughs) Daddy together. I would love to do that. I would be 100% on board. (laughs) Some daddy action. That would be great. Just sign me up for some daddy. Yes, (laughs) we should should really hook that up and we should do that sometime soon. It would have to be on a weekend. Yeah, I do. I do Saturday nights. So um, yeah, yeah. I could probably do Saturday nights. I just I couldn't do weekdays. The, what's great about Dream Daddy is it's very wholesome and it's it is and it's family friendly. It it is. So actually, we didn't do anything wrong to start this out. That really was family friendly. I mean, like I hope he does leave in the part where I'm pissing everyone off. Yes, <laughs> Scott, leave that in. Wait, what? Who else could I piss off? You know what? The Red Sox are the best team. I don't even care about sports. <laughs> also, the Jets, they win all the time. Oh my goodness. The greatest team ever. Who like what else? Who what what are other things that people love? That people are I really mean, opinionated about. Uh Sakura wasn't a useless character. I, there. She's the best character. She's the best character, the most character ever. Character development. Uh, um, I, never... I hope she gets her own series. In fact. <laughs> Oh, another thing that pisses people off. Avatar, The Last Airbender, was an anime. I mean, it actually is because the word anime means animation. Animation, exactly. It's an animation. So it's Japanese anime, even though its creators were American and it was the cartoonists were from Korea. Um, Totally anime. Um, Also, the movie, the live action movie, was better than the series. (laughs) (laughs) We're just pissing everybody off. That's, that's, that, uh, we're renaming this to uh, Wine and Spirits. Greg and Bambi piss everyone off. Uh, Dragon Ball GT was the best one out of (laughs) any of the Dragon Ball series. Like, I definitely wanted another, like, series with a young Goku, and, like, they just delivered. That's, like, what we wanted out of that series. The sarcasm is palpable. I love it. Um, how else can I I hurt you, dear listeners? (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, I'm usually good at thinking of these sorts of things because I'm I'm just such a delightful person with great opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so I've pissed off the listeners. We pissed off, to, pissed off Scott. Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I have to head off. You need to eat. Oh yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cook. Thank you so much for talking with me. All right. I promise I won't say anything else because that'll just jinx us. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening to us rant for forever. Yes, definitely like, share, subscribe, share with your friends and make them listen. And then give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Do it at least 10 times. And then watch us play Dream Daddy on my stream. Yes, <laughs> yes. You you want to watch the Dream Daddies. You want to. Which daddy will be. Wait, which be daddy? Which you'll, you're only going to know if you watch. We don't know when we're going to do it, but, you, you know, check us out and keep tabs on it. All right. Now we really do have to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribed, shared, and left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. You can find more of his work on Twitter at John Blissart, that's at J-O-N-B-L-I-S-S-A-R-T. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident Mushroom Jin. Our social media manager is our favorite Surly Turtle DeSombra. Find more about our various social medias by visiting our website, rfedpod.com.